0: my message is that we'll be watching you. (laughs) This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Are you Ready. All right, everybody, everybody, thank you very much for returning to Things You're Not Supposed to Talk About with Louis G. That's me. And that was Greta Thunberg. And to every adult male over the age of uh, probably 45, maybe 50, Um, Greta Thunberg is a huge insult, uh, not only to our intelligence, um, you know, but to everything we've worked for in our entire lives, right? That's all. I'm pretty sure. But she is to me anyway. I don't know about you, but she is to me. Uh, so I don't, I don't, listen, I don't fault her for it, right? I mean, that's what she does, right? She goes around insulting people, uh, but, um, you know, and advocating for climate change, uh, you know, activism, right? So, uh, which isn't a bad thing either, right? Climate's been changing on us for, uh, hundreds of thousands of years, and it's going to keep doing it, I promise you. Um, Whether we're caught up in it or not is going to be a whole other story. I don't know. You don't know that either. You're probably not going to be here for it. I might not be here for it. Then again, you know what? We might be here for it. And if we are, well, we better make some adjustments. That's all I have to say. And you better hope people are still digging for oil because we're going to need it, right? So um, yeah, that was old Greta Thunberg. You know, today's podcast is uh, too big to fail means too big to care. And that you know, we could take this a lot of ways with that title, right? Uh, too big to fail means too big to care. And it is true. Um, and too big to care kind of could kind of look like what uh, our government does all the time. You know, when they tell you that they're going to make changes to the uh, Second Amendment and blah, 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 and all lot of bullshit. And they're going to do this for you about abortion and everything else. But nothing ever gets done because arguing about it, they found out from the pharmaceutical companies like the, you know, keeping it keeping it at bay is better than cure you make more money right from just keeping something at bay than you do with curing it so uh that's the way i think i i feel about this whole uh climate change thing and that's how i feel about this whole too big to fail means too big to care thing so i don't know about you but uh i never went to a young person for hope and um i hope i don't uh and none ever came to me for anything but hope right so how dare you young lady? How dare you dismiss years of science and industrial growth and individual accomplishments? How dare you ask for equity when you have given nothing to the system which is supposed to provide it? Okay. You're 16 years old. You haven't given anything into the system. I promise you. All right. So honestly, how high are you on climate change, folks? I need to know, right? I want to know how important is this whole climate change thing to you? Uh, I know how important it is to me. Um, And that's not important to anybody. But it is important to me how important it is to you, right? Because we're going to base the whole show off of that stuff. So really, you know, how high are you on climate change? If I asked you to give up your car, uh, your car right now, and uh, I gave you a brand new electric one, you know, basically of your choice. Okay. Um, Would you take the deal? Like literally a one-to-one swap. I don't care how old your car is. I'm giving you a new Tesla no questions asked would you take the deal think about it now right if i traded a gas car one for one would you say yeah fast you know but that's that's because you know you can get gas anytime you want right if i traded a gas car one for one would you say yeah fast I mean, and you would right because you know you can get gas anytime you want well okay what if i got rid of all the gas stations and turned them into electric t- charging stations and each gas station had the capacity to hold 20 charging stations with universal charging stations, with universal charges on them, by the way, would you make the trade now? Okay? Would you make that trade? Your gas car for a brand new electric one. Right? You charge it. No more gas. Like, there's going to be no more gas gas stations. They're not even called, called gas stations anymore. They're just EV charging stations now. And as many cars as a regular gas station can hold, that's how many cars this EV charging station can help. Okay. But you know, you know what? Let's do another thing here. Let's say maybe you live in Manhattan and you have lots of money. Well, guess what? You are not allowed to drive your personal car in Manhattan any longer because, you know, we are all going, you know, all the way here, right? So the city is going to go all the way with me. Right? So if I'm going to give everybody a brand new electric car for their old gas one, and I, I'm going to tell you I'm going to give the city all brand new electric taxi cabs for all their old gas ones as well, and wherever there was a gas charge, wherever there was a gas station for a taxi cab, I was gonna, I will pay to make it a um, an electric charging station, even at the gas stations, even at the uh, cab stations themselves. All their gas pumps, I'll turn them into uh, electric, no matter how many they have. All right, make it as easy as possible for everyone. Would you trade your gas car in for the electric? If I said I was going to do all that, okay, that means the buses are electric, the taxis are electric, everything's electric. I mean, you can own the car if you want, but you just can't drive in Manhattan, so I don't know how you're getting it out of there, but that means no more parking garages under buildings and the spaces can go to something else like uh, much needed storage. I don't know, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. No one wants to talk about electric cars cost less to fill than gas. They do. No one wants to talk about that. They, but they take 60 to 90 minutes for a full charge. And generally, you could spend less than 5 minutes or up to 90 minutes at a rapid charging station. It's rather like, uh, how long is a piece of string? Well, it depends, right? 15 to 30 minutes of charging will get you 120 miles of distance. But you can ruin your battery and reduce its life if you do not charge the vehicle correctly. What if it was a holiday weekend and you needed to fuel up, you know, quote-unquote, fuel up on the road because you were going, you had to go about 600 miles. Well, then, you would need to charge up five times total for the trip with the, with the, with the time spent on location to include that, driving around from, you know, wherever you're on vacation. So, my car gets 450 miles on 18 gallons of gas. And that's high, that's premium, premium gas. I have to put premium gas in my car, okay? So uh, I, can charge up to f- up, I can charge up in minutes, meaning, you know, for twice the price of electric, and I'm, I'm happy to pay the oil company directly for my trip, right? So it only takes me a couple of minutes to, to fill my car up. I'm happy to give the money to the oil company uh, because I'm in and out of there in five minutes, okay? And um, here's the rub, though, right? With EVs, you pay the electric company that pays the oil company So you wind up paying for the oil anyway, right? So no EV will give me this result except for a hybrid, okay? They can go up to 600 miles. So would you swap, right? If you were a traveling salesman, uh, how would it affect your business? Let's see what else is going on with the biggest business of all, right? Energy. No matter what the energy, let's look at some companies who are too big to fail. No matter what they do, remember, we talked about would you trade in your gas car? If you were a traveling salesman, could you sit there for 90 minutes? Okay. If you were going on a family trip, could you and your kids sit there for 90 minutes, charging up your car to get the next 300 miles in because you want to use the air conditioner and we want to play the music loud and the kids want to mess around with the windows? Right. All of that's going on. And all of that's using up your stuff. Or even worse, it's cold and you got to put the heat on. That costs money, electricity. Because more than a uh, um, AC, rather, okay. So, you know, I want to understand, you know, exactly who the enemy is here. So, let's say who is Exxon and all these big-time players that you may be mad at are mad at and probably don't know how mad you should actually be at some of these folks, right? Let's see how mad we can actually get today on things you're not supposed to talk about with Luigi. All right, let's tell me tell me everything you want to know about Exxon Mobil, Lou. Uh, well, I don't know if I want to tell you everything I know, right? But that'll take a long time um, because I, I take a long time. I'm going to repeat myself a few times, and I'm terrible at that. So I'll tell you what. I organize it in a couple of bullet points. Let's, how about this? ExxonMobil is an American multinational oil and gas corporation headquartered in Irving, Texas. All right. Your uh, company was formed in 1999 through the merger of Exxon and, and, and Mobil, two of the largest oil companies in the world. Their business operations um, operates in all aspects of the oil and gas industry, including exploration, production, refining, transportation, and marketing. We spoke about this in a um, uh, podcast I did way back about how the oil industry works, right? The company has operations in more than 70 countries and employs over 70,000 people worldwide. 70,000 people worldwide. ExxonMobil also has a significant chemical business, which produces a range of products such as plastics, rubber, and specialty chemicals. Uh, their financial p- performances, uh, ExxonMobil is one of the largest companies in the world with annual revenues of $180 billion in 2020. Wow. The company has consistently delivered strong financial results with steady revenue growth and high profitability. ExxonMobil's success is largely due to its expertise in the oil and gas industry and its ability to operate efficiently and safely. Uh, corporate social responsibility, right? Let's see. What about that? You know, when you, when you go to buy a stock, this is how you do it, right? So ExxonMobil has a commitment to corporate social responsibility, including sustainability, um, philanthropy, and community involvement. The company has set several goals to reduce its carbon footprint and has implemented several initiatives to achieve this, including increasing its use of renewable energy sources and improving energy efficiency. ExxonMobil also supports several charitable organizations and has donated millions of dollars to education, disaster relief efforts, and community-developed projects. And yes, I know what you're saying. They've created their own disasters. Yes, they have, and they've paid for them. Uh, Competitors. ExxonMobil competes with several other oil and gas companies in various markets, including Chevron, BP, Royal Dutch Shell. Despite competition, ExxonMobil remains one of the most successful and valuable companies in the world with a strong focus on safety, efficiency, and responsible business practices. So let's let's do ourselves a favor here. Let's look at a couple of businesses that make a lot of money. They're worth a lot of money. And maybe you didn't know they were worth that much money, okay? Merrill Lynch. Merrill Lynch is worth $2.3 trillion. That's right. Yep. $2.3 trillion in assets, folks. That's a lot of money. Home Depot is worth uh, $292 billion. Lowe's is worth $120 billion. TikTok, which is uh, BitDance, is worth $425 billion. TikTok alone is worth $59 billion. ExxonMobil is worth $473 billion. Chevron Corp is $323 billion. Walmart, $406 billion. That's how much they're worth. Wow. And in comparison, uh, Elon Musk is worth $188 billion. Jeff Bezos, $125 billion. And Bill Gates, $110 billion. Wow. That's a lot of money running around here, folks, huh? I mean, I, I'm not even, I don't even want to count up the trillions that we just talked about there, but that's a lot of money. But you know what? Um, now, we're talking about a lot about companies who are uh, not giving up their information, you know? Like, uh, why aren't companies obligated to disclose their tax payments for each year to the public if they're asked to? Well, in general, companies are not legally required to disclose their tax payments to the public. There are a few reasons for this, right? There's privacy concerns. Tax returns typically contain sensitive financial information such as income taxes, expenses, and deductions, which companies may may not want to share with the public. Um, Competitive advantages. Some companies may view their tax strategies as a competitive advantage and may not want to disclose them to their competitors. They have legal considerations. Tax laws and regulations are complex and can vary by jurisdiction. Companies may not want to disclose their tax payments publicly as doing so. Could potentially reveal information that could be used against them in legal or regulatory proceedings. However, companies are required to file tax returns, right? So, why are we talking about this? I'll tell you why we're talking about it. We're talking about it because there's a bunch of maniacs running around here saying who be sh- who should be paying their fair share and who shouldn't be, and they don't even come close to making this kind of money, nor do they come kind of come this close to producing that kind of tax revenue for this country. Okay, and you don't know what these folks are doing with their taxes, all you know is a bunch of folks are yelling, ExxonMobil isn't paying their fair share. Well, all you know is people are yelling, ExxonMobil is making too much money. All you know is folks are yelling, all these oil companies are rich, and they're making profits hand over fist. And that's all you hear. And that's all I ever hear. And then they start talking about, well, they need to start paying their fair share in taxes. And you know what? How do you know they're not? Right? When was the last time you saw a, uh, <clears throat> a t- uh, you know, t- ExxonMobil's uh, tax papers? When was the last time you saw them? I know I never saw them. I, was, I You know what? Congress isn't allowed to see them either. Huh? They're not allowed to do that. No one's allowed to see your stuff except the IRS. And once they look at it, they can't go around looking at it again. Right? They're not allowed to just keep reinvestigating you all the time. They have to use new information all the time, okay? So if you're going to be mad at all of these folks for are making all of this money, get ready to have your world rocked, okay? All you Samsung TV users, right? And all you Samsung phone users you love so much, okay? Huh? Huh? Samsung, 437.8 trillion dollar company no no you heard that right samsung is a 438 trillion dollar company uh-huh you heard are they paying their fair share because if they paid their fair share we, we could pay, we you know what we can keep uh we can keep our uh um, social security going for a long time just with their taxes alone and, and that's Samsung is a South Korean multinational conglomerate that was founded in 1938 as a small trading company, right? Today, Samsung is one of the largest and most successful companies in the world with a wide range of businesses that include consumer electronics, semiconductors, telecommunications equipment, home appliances, and more. That's a hell of a pivot from a small trading company. I'm going to tell you that right now. Products and services, well... Samsung is best known for its consumer electronics products, which include smartphones, tablets, TVs, and home appliances, such as refrigerators, washing machines, and air conditioners. The company also offers a wide range of semiconductors, including memory chips and processors, as well as telecommunications equipment, such as 5G infrastructure and network equipment. There's plenty of innovation from Samsung. Samsung is known for its focus on innovation, and it invests heavily in research and development To stay ahead of its competitors, the company has made significant investments in areas such as artificial intelligence, intelligence, excuse me, robotics, and the Internet of Things (IoT). Samsung is also a major player of the development of 5G technology and is working on developing even faster 6G networks. Companies that Samsung has, uh, or they compete with, with several other technology companies in various markets, including Apple, Huawei, Xiaomi. Uh, Despite competition, Samsung remains one of the most successful and valuable companies in the world with a strong focus on innovation and a reputation for excellence in its core businesses. I got that part right from their company, okay? Um, So, yo, that's a a big company, huh? Okay. Let's talk about Amazon. Look at that. Amazon, $1.3 trillion. Amazon. Is an American multinational technology company that was founded by 1994 by Jeff Bezos. Yes, it was, everyone. Uh, it is headquartered in Seattle, Washington, and is one of the largest retailers in the world. Amazon is primarily on, an online retailer, but the company also offers a wide range of services, including cloud computing, digital streaming, and artificial intelligence. Uh, products and services that they offer is Amazon's main business is, of course, online retail, offering customers a vast selection of products across various categories, All over the world, such as electronics, fashion, books, toys, and groceries. The company also offers its own line of products, including Amazon Echo, Kindle uh, Kindle e-readers, and Fire TV. Additionally, Amazon offers several subscription services, such as Amazon Prime, which provides free shipping, access to streaming of movies, TV shows, music, and a variety of other benefits. Hmm. Uh, Here here we go. I'm an Apple guy, right? I like... Apple phone. I like the Apple iPhone. Uh, I don't have an Apple computer. My daughter has an Apple computer. Um, That's it. I think as far as Apple goes. That's all I got. Uh, Even my headphones, they're not Apple. Uh, But Apple is $2.54 trillion company. Apple is an American multinational technology company that designs, develops, and sells consumer electronics, computer software, and online services. It was founded in 1976 by Steve Jobs. Steve Wozniak and Ronald Wayne and is headquartered in Cupertino, California. So their products and services are, everybody knows right, what Apple does. Uh, they're primarily known for its consumer electronic products, including uh, Apple, iPhones, iPads, Mac, Apple Watch, and Apple TV. The Oh, I have an Apple TV, the Cube thing. Yeah, I got that. The company also offers a range of software products such as the Mac OS and iOS operating systems, which I think are the best iTunes, and the App Store. I love iTunes. I love my App Store, right? Additionally, uh, Apple provides online services such as iCloud, Apple Music, and Apple Pay. Uh, As far as innovation and design, Apple is known for its innovative and design-centric approach to technology products. The company is often credited with creating new product categories such as the smartphone and the tablet and has received numerous design awards for its products Apple is also known for its ecosystem of hardware, software, and services that work seamlessly together. You heard of company Alphabet Inc. Well, that's Google, right? Or the company that controls Google. That's worth $1.36 trillion. Alphabet Inc. is an American multinational conglomerate that was created in 2015 as a holding company for Google and several other subsidy companies. Alphabet is headquartered in Mountain View california and is led by larry page and sergey brin who are the co-founders of google (laughs) subsidiary companies alphabet owns several subsidiary companies including google waymo verily calico and sidewalk labs google is by far the largest subsidiary of alphabet no shit and offers a wide range of products and services such as search advertising maps email and cloud computing waymo is a self-driving car company Verily focuses on healthcare and life sciences. Calico is a biotech company. And Sidewalk Labs focuses on urban innovation. I like that part. Uh, As far as innovation goes, Alphabet is known for its focus on innovation, and it invests heavily in research and development to stay ahead of its competitors. The company has made significant investments in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and cloud computing, and is constantly developing new products and services to meet the changing needs of its consumers. So, you know, uh, these companies, uh, that's a lot of money. I don't hear anybody asking to see Google's tax returns. I don't hear anybody asking, to, I don't hear anybody saying, hey, is Google paying fair share? Huh? What What about Apple? Hey, man, is Apple paying their fair share, man, or what? You know? That's, you know, that's what it sounds like sometimes, dude, you know? I get tired of hearing this crap. So you gotta ask yourself, what are these companies doing? And what are they doing to the environment? What are they doing to themselves? ExxonMobil, $427 billion a year. What kind of carbon footprint do they have with uh, with a half a with a half a trillion dollars? Right? What kind of carbon footprint do they have with you know, four hundred and twenty seven billion dollars? So, um, they're a multi o- o- national oil and gas company, um, They have a significant carbon footprint, if you could imagine, right, due to its operations involving extraction, production, and transportation of fossil fuels. So what does that number look like? According to ExxonMobil 2021 Energy and Carbon Summary Report, the company's scope one and two greenhouse greenhouse gas emissions were approximately 120 million tons of carbon dioxide or CO2 in 2020. Now, this includes emissions from ExxonMobil's own operations and the energy company purchases uh, to power its operations. ExxonMobil's scope three emissions, which include emissions from the use of its products, are not reported in the same document, but have been estimated to be significantly higher. That is a lot, folks. Okay? That is a lot. However, okay? However, uh, it is not more than a country okay they're a company remember that and they supply the power for countries so how much of a carbon footprint does does amazon have right they're a company that is being supplied the energy by an energy company an oil company to do their business throughout the united states to supply their trucks to supply their planes to supply their factories to supply their chains and lines and people and blah 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 and all the gas it takes to get to work that the people drive their cars in, okay? So as a large and complex company, Amazon's carbon footprint is substantial and difficult to quantify precisely. However, Amazon's carbon footprint is the total amount of greenhouse gas emissions that the company produces through its operations, including its delivery network, data centers, and other facilities, right? Because data centers, they put out a carbon footprint, I promise you. In 2019, Amazon announced A commitment to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2040. All right? So what is their carbon footprint, including scope one and two and three emissions? Was about 60.64 million tons of carbon or CO2 that year. A year. This figure includes emissions from Amazon's direct operations, as well as emissions from its supply chain and customer use of its product and services. Okay? 60. 60. 0.64 million tons of carbon dioxide. And I just told you that the company who puts the energy out for them to use that much only produces, now I can say it, only produces 120 million. Amazon is taking the product that they produce and they are producing literally half the CO2 emissions. With the same product. Okay. So, how much carbon footprint does Google have? That's crazy, right? Google is publicly committed to carbon neutrality since 2007 and has made significant progress in reducing its carbon footprint in 2019. Google announced a commitment to operate a carbon free energy 24 7 by 2030, meaning that the company aims to rely solely on carbon free sources of energy to power its operations. I give them. A big pat on the back if they can get that done. Um, that is a noble gesture, okay? And that's no joke. But according to Google's 2020 environmental report, uh, the company's carbon footprint was 4.9 million tons of CO2 for the year of 2019, which is a reduction from the previous year. You know, I, they didn't give me the previous year's number, but I can look it up, but I didn't want to. I just got lazy right there. I just didn't care. At 4.9 million uh, tons of CO2 for the year of 2019. Um, and uh, Google has also been investing heavily in renewable energy, including wind and solar power, and has signed several long-term power purchase agreements to ensure that it has access to renewable energy, okay? So Google has also taken uh, steps to reduce the carbon footprint of its products and services, such as improving the energy efficiency of data centers and designing more energy-efficient devices. The company has also launched several initiatives to help others reduce their carbon footprint, such as, the Google Nest Learning Thermostat, which helps users optimize their home's energy use. While Google, you know, they got a lot of work to do. It's pretty much ambitious sustainability goals. The company's commitment to carbon neutrality and renewable energy 100% 24-7 is a positive step in the right direction, okay? Well, we're still talking about trillion-dollar companies here, so let's go. How much of a carbon footprint does Apple have? Well, according to Apple, uh, it was 22.6 million tons of carbon or CO2, rather, for the year of 2020. And they, they're trying to be uh, carbon neutral by 2030. What about Samsung, right? $473 trillion company, 14.8 million uh, tons of CO2 per year. That's not a lot for that, for that size company. You know, if you would start doing probability numbers and, and, and average numbers on that, they're going to win. They win. They win by a lot. All right, so don't worry about that. So what's the carbon footprint for the United States? How about the carbon footprint for the United States? Let's keep going, right? You know, we've got a lot of greenhouse gases here over here. For the entire country of the United States, we put out 6.6 billion tons of CO2 per year, right? And that is powered by 120 million tons Tons of CO2 by ExxonMobil and probably the same by Chevron and the other companies um, that we're using. So we're looking at about maybe you know 700 million tons of CO2 to produce for the United States to produce 6.6 billion. You know how criminal are are the um, companies now? How criminal are those uh, oil companies now? Not as criminal as as the as the overall user of their product, huh? Okay. What's China's carbon footprint? Because they're not getting away with any of this, right? Their carbon footprint is significant, okay? Um, they're high, they, got, they have some high emissions, and it's 10.17 billion metric tons in 2019. That's 4 billion more than us, and guess what? They rely heavily on coal, okay? Okay. Okay, it's not possible. I mean, they, they do. They, they rely heavily on coal anyway. And, and they're still importing oil from not just us, but from Russia too. All right. So, guess what? It's not possible for CO2 emissions alone to destroy the earth. Okay. You know, um, so why are you buying? My, 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 my mother put a hole in the ozone layer directly above our apartment building, I swear, with her hair net. I promise you, right? So, why are you buying Chinese products from Amazon? You know, y- you would do better to buy them directly from Walmart. Worldwide, these companies have done nothing to help with climate change. But why would you support these companies if they are so harmful to the climate? Why would you support companies financially if they have no fiduciary responsibility specifically to your climate needs? How come nobody is asking why none of these companies must disclose their tax info, yet everyone is yelling about companies not paying their fair share? I mean, like I said before, how would you know they're not paying their fair share? Because somebody told you? If tax laws are there for for big corporations to exploit, with the use of tax lawyers, then why would you be mad if they did if they did not pay their fair share? And they were allowed to do that? I mean, I'm confused, and you should be as well. Why would you care about what ExxonMobil is doing with their carbon footprint at all if it brings if it brings or enhances the very companies you use who collect the accumulated carbon footprint of the others after using ExxonMobil to make all that money? I mean, you know, Here's a fun fact, right? The global plastic industry is a significant and growing industry with a wide range of applications in various sectors, sectors, right? They're going to go from $568 billion to $886 billion. Why? I thought we were cutting down on the use of plastics. The demand for plastic products is driven by growth in the global population and increasing adoption of plastic in various industries due to its durability, flexibility, and low cost. That's why. Why is that slated to grow? Plastics are made from oil. That's why. You can cry all you want, but no plastic, no cars, no no oil, no plastic, no cars, no planes, no TVs, no phones, no computers, well, then no, no nothing. Right? You know, why would you want that? Who wants to go back to nineteen fifty? Raise your hand. Not me, not any woman I know, not most men I know, by the way. So the next time, right, you hear all this mishigosh, look at that, that's my New York coming out at me, right? All that mishigash about oils and cars and taxes. Remember, just shut the fuck up and enjoy your coffee in your large clear plastic cup and be happy it's not styrofoam as you sip it from your clear plastic straw while shoving a donut wrapped in plastic paper to keep your fingers from looking like you just stuck it up your ass, all right? Oh, yeah, and you're doing it in your plastic Tesla that takes batteries that ruins the environment, right? Digging up all those materials for them. And then dispose it of them as well. You know, good luck, folks, living your life according to someone else's justifications. I know that I can't do that. I don't see how anyone else can. Thank you for being here with Big Louie G on things you're not supposed to talk about. I had a great time. Enjoy your day. Thank you.